Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a dime, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 21 of season 12. This is episode number 430. All time of the often imitated, never duplicated, Tina, you fat lard. Come get some dinner. With the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, uh, rockandetidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centereyesbrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the best blues-themed t-shirts at an unbelievably fair price. It is Wednesday, September 27th, two days after my birthday, uh, and we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or X, or Whatever Elon Musk feels like calling it today. Uh, to interact with the show on social media, our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price, my co-host for the big show tonight is Bill Day. Jeff Ponder and Stone Cold Austin Lynch are sitting this one out due to the allegations. <laughs> and and we will get into the allegations a little bit, but we'll just a little teaser. They are separate allegations. <laughs> The um, agenda for tonight includes discussion of boots. The preseason games for the Blues are underway, and Tory Krug speaks about his refusal to waive his no-trade clause this offseason. Steve's Hot Dogs opens at Enterprise Center, um, and there is a <laughs> there's a plastic. I heard a typo. I have there's a plastic own outside the Blues. I'm like, what? Own, own, owns, owns. Wow. There's a plastic dog outside. Uh, Sheldon, Sheldon is not approving of your, uh, your jokes this evening. Doors Gidget. There is a plastic owl outside of the Blues plastic, uh, the Blues practice rink at Scenting Center. Uh, used to keep pigeons away. Yes, this was an actual story on the St. Louis Blues website. You know how people put plastic owls out, mm-hmm. you know, in like the, the rafters of their garage or in a barn or wherever and keep, uh, to keep uh, uh, pigeons and and crap away it 
yeah it's no, very it's, common it's very it's, common it's only a story if it's the same owl that they used at Cahokia because it was <laughs> they did the same thing <laughs> yeah and uh i'm like well there's got to be something more to this story it can't just be the fact that there's an owl there to scare pigeons away and that was it <laughs> that was the story <laughs> so uh not gonna get into that because i just wanted to mention that in the in the opening yeah, because that was i found that ridiculous it's yeah it's pretty ridiculous and you know that al's not doing a damn thing to help the revenue that it's got going. no which i didn't or have in the notes to talk about but on. yeah they're gonna they're they're in financial trouble yeah. um the rank might not stay open how, how many how, how much trouble have the blues had with just crap like this practice mm. ranks not being able to stay open uh minor league affiliates you know the moving around being taken by vegas um yeah yeah it, all this crap uh is uh kind of a mess with the blues uh all that and more on this episode of let's go blues radio uh just you and me this week bill uh it may be the most streamlined show in a while right we may be done in five minutes <laughs> that'll about do it um yeah how was it how's your week been uh, you know, well, it was a weekend. I had to get myself geared back up for work after, uh, you know, a nice uh, seven-day stretch of no work, which uh, that's nice. I, I hadn't done that since, like, February. So I, I really don't take enough time off of work. So it was nice. Um, you know, the weekend was good. Um, I I'd spent a lot of time last week working on the yard and getting it ready, trying to fix a couple of erosion spots. And then we got four inches of rain last night. So yeah. I guess I'll be fixing that again this weekend. <laughs> so Yeah. We got dumped on, man. That was yeah, and I you know, there's sometimes I don't pay attention to the forecast and I was out at Plumber Park doing some pickleball and all of a sudden we see this like nasty crap over in the distance and it's just like making our its way towards us. <laughs> and you can see it raining and pouring over there. See lightning, it's like, Oh man, here it comes, here it comes. Yeah. Did you get out of it in time? Uh, finished up our game and then about 45 seconds later it dumped on us so yeah, yeah it was we, we, I mean we got to recover so it wasn't too bad that's that's good I I, uh, I was driving home uh, from from work and Julie called me and was like um, are you in the middle of this I'm like oh, what are you talking about there's nothing going on here and apparently it was hailing here and uh, it hailed enough that there was a river of hail in my driveway wow so like pea size pea size yeah okay it's the most common size hail right yeah anything less is just snow <laughs> pretty much <laughs> what do they, they call it grapple grapple yeah and uh, if it's, uh, uh what tennis ball softball size hail it's kind of yeah i've had golf ball size hail when we lived in troy we uh we had oh probably a good thirty thousand dollars worth of damage for golf ball size hail it's yeah like a herd of cattle cut across the roof <laughs> Golf ball size hail will see a lot of new roofs going up in the yeah. coming months. Yeah. Yeah. And and it'll all be done by the same crew subcontracting to four companies. That was our experience. Yeah. Well, and you, you get a knock on your door after the hailstorm. Don't Can we take your roof? Yeah, no. Don't, don't no just, call your just call your insurance. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, official beers of uh, oh I, well announcements. We got uh, season thirteen of Let's Go Blues Radio will kick off um, uh, October eleventh. We said right. Um, that's the day before the season opener. Yes. With a season preview show. So um, yeah, that's the day before the Blues open the season against Dallas in Dallas. 
be 13, our 13th season, 13 years. Jesus. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time for, I mean, it's a long time. It's a long time for, it's a, our eternity for a podcast. Yeah. For, for a local, just, you know, love your team sports right. podcast. Yeah. That's, yeah. This is, uh, we've got staying power. I think it, I think it just shows that, you know, that we have the dedication, you know, you, Jeff and myself, um, to do this. Um, and we have enough of an audience that makes it that much more fun, right. To get interaction with folks, yeah. um, get response, response and feedback. And, um, you know, the past, uh, two, three seasons, we've had, uh, some sponsors come on board. So that's kind of, that's just more fun. Um, so it's, it's been a blast and, uh, maybe we'll do 13 more. Who knows? Yeah. I, I think we at least have to get it to the point that it can drive. Right. Like, right, three more years. Drive itself. Yeah, by that time, AI, we could just you know put it out right. there. It's like, and when it turns sixteen, AI should be the point where we can just it can just run itself. That's a good point. <laughs> there will be enough data out there for it to ingest. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff's and Jeff's in the chat. Uh, what's he saying? I'm literally watching the Knights Kings live at T-Mobile, and I'm watching Kurt and Bill instead. <laughs> what does that say for the quality of the show? That's right. That's right. Or, or what's it say for the quality of the of the game he's watching? Right. Two. Preseason, <laughs> preseason hockey in Vegas. Uh, more of that girl, Amy says. Uh, you have stamina. I have heard that. I have heard that. I, have I told that story on the show? <laughs> I, I don't think you do, but I think at this point you need to. Otherwise, we're just going to think this is pillow talk between you and her. Uh, this this was this was probably twelve years. Fifth, I've been at the let's say I've been at my job now since so five. So that's uh, what eighteen years. Uh, so this is probably fifteen years ago. Something like that. Um, it's kind of one of those stories at work that goes down in lore. You know, you just it's just retold all the time. But I was given a presentation on scanning um, and how to scan documents for archival purposes and stuff like that in, in the library. And um, and I, I, I was after it was over, I was uh, talking with some folks I knew that also worked in the library, and they uh, one of the one of the employees there introduced me to a, a, somebody else who was fairly new. And said, "Hi, this is yeah, this is Kurt Price. Uh, he's got great stamina." And I was, I shook, I shook her hand, and I just did a, I did a little double take. I'm like, "What did you just say?" And I'm trying to figure out my mind and process it real quick, thinking, "How does that apply to anything I just did or said, or that we've done?" <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, I don't think you used the right word there. I have great stamina. I mean, I do, but how would you know? <laughs> who? Uh, you'll have to tell me off the air who it was that said it. Yeah, that was, and um, <laughs> she's still there. <laughs> she's still there. She's still there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, that's that's a. To this day, I, I didn't follow up. How do you follow up? I, what do you say to that after? I'm like, hey, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I was speechless. I, I don't. I'm not not too often in my life am I like just without words. I'm like, I didn't know what to say. Oh, that hit me out of left field. That's, so, that's pretty awkward. Yeah. And so to this day, the running joke is, you know, I've got the stamina. So, <laughs> um, okay. So um, official beers of episode number 430. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle's at cprice12. Jeff's at jponder94. 
And Bill's is Billy Bluno at 33. Uh, Bill, when's the last time you updated your uh, your account on uh, you, you you've done on, stuff on on Untapped? Untapped, uh, yeah, about a month ago. Okay, see, you're much more active on it than I am. I, I need yeah. to get back on that. So yeah, I, I I mean, I actually I tried to find something that was similar uh, to Untapped for Bourbon, but it's way way too wonky for me, wonky-ish, I should say. But uh, yeah. I've I've been drinking more bourbon lately than uh, than beer, but uh, I I updated Untapped about well had to be more than three weeks ago when I got my new phone because I haven't signed into the app since then. So okay, that so it's been it's been a while since I've done it. I, I tell people we always tell people in the intro to follow us and then we don't update it. Uh, you do, but uh, I don't I don't. I think Jeff said it's been a while since he's done it too. So uh, yeah. this season uh, the 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 new season resolution. For me is to update uh untapped regularly maybe we should get them to be a sponsor and then we'll uh, do it every yeah, day every, we'll have to so uh you have a beverage of the show bill I, I i do um i'm trying to clear out the the beer fridge uh before the season starts and uh get some some new newer stuff in there um this was one uh that was gifted to me last year um from a friend who listened to one of the shows where you guys talked about how there are no good breweries in new york and he's like oh well here's here's a good one from new york so this is a collaboration of omegang and uh, i forget what other brewery but it's a crunchy granola keep a crunchy granola stout i think i've had it on the show before it's it's good it's a nice steady stout not too heavy how how much of the does any granola flavor come through no 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 it's 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 like an any it's okay you know like there's a difference between an oatmeal stout and a dry stout and an imperial stout um or you know a a, what are they double stout and this is definitely more towards the uh oatmeal stout it's good i like it Okay, I mean, it always bugs me when I see uh, a beer though that that has a particular name with a particular food infused in the beer, right? And then you taste it, and you can't taste that mm-hmm. that that element of the beer at all. And I'm like, ah, come on! That, 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 that I mean, it may be good, but it it did, it doesn't reflect the name necessarily. Sometimes, yeah. So that no, that, is, I, that bugs me with beers sometimes. Yeah. I have uh, down in the beer fridge, I got some of the um, Founders KBS Blueberry. And I thought this is going to be my favorite beer of all time because I love Blueberry. Mm -hmm. I love KBS and Founders hasn't done a whole lot wrong ever. And I I had one and I'm like, not doing it for me. So I'm, I'm letting it sit for a little bit before I try another. I'm, I'm a big fan of Blueberry beer, the Blueberry Blonde. From Big Muddy, that I, I like that a lot. That, yeah, that's a it's a favorite, uh, my favorite blueberry beer. Yeah, and locally, old uh, old bakery, um, right? They've they've got a blueberry. Um, I sound blueberry one. They have some kind of blueberry one that that was really good. I think I've had it. It's been a while. I'm drawing yeah. a blank on that though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what you mine, got? Mine is. I should have a theme song ready. Nice. I got the, I, I got yeah. the Voltron, the Voltron IPA from uh, 
four hands. What's the official name of this beer? It's it's, it's just Voltron, Voltron Volume One. Voltron Definitive Universe Volume One. Yeah. Yeah. Hazy IPA so, collaboration hazy. with Second Shift. Narrow gauge. Narrow gauge. Narrow yeah. gauge. Yes. I knew it was one of those. Things. Yeah, but they're they're doing enough. They're doing I think five of these total uh, collaboration. Each one's a different collab with uh, a different brewery. So uh, different color lines will be coming out soon, I guess, or throughout yeah. the year. So yeah. I and I'm not an IPA guy, but I am a Voltron guy. So I mean, yeah, come yeah. On. I uh, I finished off a four pack of that the other night. Um, some night last week with uh we just uh grilled dinner and like have to have a beer in my hand when i'm on the grill so grab that it's it's lovely yeah i i mean as far as ipas go i mean i I like it better than most that i've had so you know there's so there's that um yeah so uh, i'm looking forward to the uh the next i'm very curious you would think in the fall maybe another one be coming out that's like maybe a stout or a porter or something. Yeah. Something heavier, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And you almost think you've got to hold that for the black line or the, yeah. Yeah. The, maybe. The maybe. You would think, but, but they've also got, you know, right now the fat Elvis uh, that's, that's coming back out. They've got oh. their chocolate milk stout. They've got their absence of light. Those are all dark and heavy. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. It is fall though. Winter. Yeah. Coming, coming up. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into it. The uh, Blues preseason uh, roster has been trimmed to 57. St. Louis Blues president of hockey operations and general manager Doug Armstrong announced today the team has announced has assigned defenseman Michael uh, Bucher. I guess Bucher not going to work here anymore. Not not going to work anymore. Uh, Quentin Burns and uh, Matt Mayich to their junior teams. Um. Uh, Gelf, uh, Kingston, and Ottawa, respectively. So, um, names that were not expected to make this roster. They're the one of the, some of the first cuts. So, um, down to 57. Uh, Blues played three games so far this preseason. They uh, are two and one. Their uh, their first two games was it was a uh, split squad uh, uh, game with a, a game in St. Louis and a game in Arizona that uh, Jeff Ponder loves so much. He loves those split squad split squad games. Uh, the, the game in St. Louis was a three to two win for the Blues over the Coyotes. Um, a lot more players uh, were in this game that are going to be on the opening day roster than in the other game uh, this night. Uh, Bushnevich, Sunquist, and uh, Kairu scored in the first period for the Blues to put them up three uh, nothing. St. Louis Blues all time great Zach Sanford scored in his in the third for Arizona. Uh, then Kellerman scored with five and a half minutes to go to cut the lead to three to two, and that's how it ended. Kyra and Prunovich got the first and second stars of the game. How great would it be if that was a common occurrence for stars of the game? Kyra and Prunovich, yes. two guys. One Kyra, I mean, you, you know the guy has like unbelievable offensive skills, but he's just got to. I don't know what the word is. Find uh, the defensive zone. Yeah, like a more all-around game. Right, uh, round it out. Be, be more defensively responsible, especially in the neutral zone. Because every time I think about his lack of defensive responsibilities, I think of when McKinnon blew by him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I was, that was unacceptable. I mean, completely. I mean, just tear, rip your hair out. Right. Thank God we won that game. Otherwise, but lost the series still. But, um, and then Prunovich, who has had injury problems 
to start his initial career. So hopefully he is healthy and will stay healthy uh, right. this season. Will be great. I'm I'm planning to watch tomorrow night against Blackhawks, and I'm hoping they hold him out because that was the game that he that took him out last year. Oh. <laughs> we've got we've got the projected uh, lineups for that game later on in the show. So so yeah. we'll see. All right. Um, Joel Hofer started this game and played the first uh, period, stopping six out of six. Zarenko played the final two periods, stopping 20 of 22. Uh, the Blues were 0 for 1 on the power play, and Arizona was 1 for 3 on the power play. The other game that uh, that night was uh, in Arizona. No, it was, a... it was not Arizona. Oh, it was, is this right? It was, or was in it? Uh, Wichita or something Wichita. Like that. Yeah, 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 Wichita. Um, 5 to 1 loss. Uh, not a good game. Outshot 51 to 21, <laughs> which was uh, absurd. Granted, only a few players were in the uh, lineup for the Blues that figured to make the opening day roster. Um, Blay, Torpchenko, and Scandella. So, uh, and Scandella, to me, I mean, I don't know. He might might get wavered and uh, sent to the A to start the season. Yeah, especially if Prunovich is healthy. I mean, you got to make room for you got to make room for Prunovich. You have to. Yeah. If he's healthy and ready to go, you can't not play him. No, he's got to be there. You have to. Uh, the Blues website does not have the stats for this game listed. Uh, you have to go to NHL.com to see them. And I was bitching before the show uh, to Bill about how preseason NHL stats are typically incomplete. They're not in depth. Sometimes they're not out there at all on some sites. They'll just have the score um, of the game. And it's just, I don't get the complete just uh, ambivalence that the NHL has towards preseason stats sometimes. Um, it's very strange to me. I mean, people, some people are interested. Not not that they mean a whole lot, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things. It is preseason, but still, I mean, people are interested. I mean, I, for, especially, you know, the media. You know, or podcasts, or just you know, rabid fans—they want to see. They want to see these numbers. But uh, Tropchenko uh, scored the lone goal for the Blues early in the third uh, on the power play. Blues draw shot fifty-one twenty-one, as I mentioned, uh, and the roster was horribly thin. Goalie stats are incomplete <laughs> because, of course, they are. Um, all they show is Subban uh, stopping thirty of thirty-three for the Blues and Ellis stopping sixteen of eighteen. Nothing else listed for the goalies on NHL.com. So. You know, uh, the Blues were one and three on the power play, one for three on the power play, and Arizona was one for four on the power play. Tuesday night, the Blues beat the Blue Jackets three to two in St. Louis. Sunfist scored again on the power play, his second in two preseason games. Veranda and Radcliffe also scored for St. Louis. How great is it to have Sunquist back? Not not just because you know he's going to be he figures to be uh, you know a, a major contributor on the fourth line, but you know, he, it's just, it's just a, uh, it feels good to have him back because he wants to be here. The fans want him here. He loves it here. He's made that known. It's just, and he's contributing in the preseason early. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just great. Even, I mean, hopefully he stays healthy, but uh, man, I, I, it's, it's fun to see him back in the roster and contributing. Yeah, it's it, when you know when he was 
when it became known that he was likely coming back here, I got super excited. Um, love how much he embraces his city, loves his urban chestnut and yeah. uh, super St. Louis city supporter. So yeah, gotta love everything off the ice about him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, shown up in the, the first preseason games, right? You, positions you don't expect him to be in power play goals and yeah. and that kind of thing but uh you know just he's embracing it and i love it i you know if uh if things don't go well this season and you know any of uh, the people that are currently wearing letters for this team aren't here at the end of the year i i'd love to see him wearing an a hmm. um you know he wants to be here shen wants to be here you know, and and uh, you know, Sunquist is outspoken about it. Shen moved mountains by firing his agency uh, to get a deal done to stay here. Um, and we had a former captain who just didn't have that same mindset, I guess, and and uh, yeah. desire to be here as much as they. And, and you know, he left. Yeah, his loyalty <laughs> was to that same agency, right? You know, his loyalty was the agency and uh, getting the best deal for him and his family, which is fine. Um, but I, it's, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I, I, I understand wanting to have a defenseman as talented as potential on the team, especially with the way the defense is now. Uh, but I think people need to put things into perspective a little bit, uh, with him and and the fact that, you know, if a player wants to play somewhere, wants to be somewhere, wants to stay somewhere, um, make it happen. Yeah. And the GM would like them to stay or be here. I mean, it's going to happen. You know, Shen made it happen. Um, who knows what, hap- what would happen if Shen would have taken Petrangelo's stance and just not gotten involved in negotiations, uh, let his agency take care of everything, not get involved at all. Um, maybe he's not here. Um, who knows? I mean, uh, and who knows who the captain would be? Yeah. And we'll talk about it a little bit later, but the Toy Krug also wants to be here. Right. That, and that's, yeah, kind of like a little mini segue, right? Exactly. Uh, the Blues were uh, one for four on the power play. Uh, the Blue Jackets were one for four as well. The Blues route shot 32 to 13. Uh, Zarenko stopped 2022 and Hofer stopped uh, six of six. So, you know, so shots again so far in the preseason, you know, the games don't matter in a sense, you know, wins or losses. Um, what does matter is, you know, how the players play, uh, if, you know, if, if they're, they're adhering to a new system, if they're, you know, getting their legs under them at the very least, you know, it's that kind of a thing. So it matters in that regard. But just looking at stats, um, they're, you know, they're two and one. They've been outshot badly, 110 to 57. Granted, just preseason, um, but almost half the shots, and almost half the shots came in one game against uh, the game uh, against Arizona that uh, we outshot, you know, 51 to whatever it was, 21. So, yeah, and that game didn't have a, a great roster on the ice. So, but still, one ten to fifty-seven. That only is like eyebrow raising to me because of the way the defense has been the last two seasons, and it was it was the major problem last season, and that was the main thing that needed to get better in the off season for this team to have a shot of making the playoffs and, and be better this season. The defense has to be better and giving up 110 shots in three games is not exactly uh, inspiring. No. You know, right. At this point. And again, I don't want to 
talk about this too much or read too much into it because yes, it's preseason. You know, the fans would be like, oh, it's preseason, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. But you want to, you still want to play well, right? You still want to perform respectably in the preseason. But yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's, it's a totally different story if, if Arizona's got 51 shot attempts, right? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> and, and that 51 actual shots on goal. I think they know? missed the goal twice. Yeah. <laughs> <All game. laughs> yeah and nobody got in the way right nobody blocked yeah the damn shot yeah and again I, I, there weren't many regulars in that in that game so um it is what it is so and at the at the very least there's something to keep an eye on right shots against that was a problem last season shots against too many um not blocking enough shots not getting in the shooting lane um and in the first three games of the preseason that continues to be a problem so We'll see if that gets corrected at some point here. Um, I assume it will be. We'll see. Uh, the Blues are 2-8 and eight so far in the power play. 25%. Good. PK is 7 for 10. 70%. Not good. So, again, preseason. So, something to keep an eye on. Uh, the Blues play the Blackhawks Thursday night at 7.30 in Chicago. It's listed as being uh, broadcast on NHL Network, I think. Um because of Connor Bedard. If you haven't prepared yourself for the Connor Bedard Love Fest in national media, ESPN, whoever, you know, NHL.com, um, buckle up because that's every night you're gonna see you're gonna see it. I mean, and I'm 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 curious, I'm interested. I, I'm genuinely I wanna see how he performs too. But at some point during the season, I'm gonna get sick of it because it's the Blackhawks, right? Um, and the story tomorrow when they, when they show the highlights on NHL network or wherever, um, it's going to be, what did kind of do <laughs> right against the blues? So I, and you know what? Um, I'm sure Bedard's going to have his moments to season and maybe have a great season. Who knows? Uh, playing on the top line with hall and, um, who's he playing with hall and someone else hall and, um, Oats. Oats, <laughs> right. Uh, they said Hall and uh, Bedard have some nice chemistry in the preseason. So so far, so we'll yeah. See how that I mean, goes. former number one overall pick with last year's number one overall pick. Yeah, you know that's that's you know Taylor's not that old. So you know by well by NHL standards, he's a little right. bit old. But yeah, Man, that's it, they they can be dangerous. It seems like forever ago that he had his. He was almost scalped in in uh, the pregame skate. Remember that? It was in St. Louis, right? Where he uh, had a collision with his uh, one of his teammates before the game in the pregame skate, um, and uh, the skate sliced his forehead and and yeah. he had a lot of he, stitches, a lot yeah, of stitches. That, yeah, he that was was he, he was still in Edmonton at that point, right? Wasn't I was believe that? so? And I think it was in St. Louis, wasn't it? It was. It was. I was at that game. Mm. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was either at that game or I remember seeing uh, a clip, uh, a highlight of it, and, and thinking I was at the game later. I don't know. I may have been drinking. <laughs> what else are you going to do when I, you go to the game? Right. It's the winter. Um, yeah. So, But, but I, I honestly can't wait until the, the Hawks become good again. And hopefully the Blues are good again. Uh, so they're both good, fighting for the division, like the good old days, um, those are the best. I mean, yeah, there's there's a nice hatred going on 
with Colorado. Um, Dallas is always, you know, did a dislike with Dallas um, as long as Jamie Ben's still there. But uh, but the Blackhawks is like you know timeless, right? So it's uh, as soon as as both teams are fighting for the division again or close to it, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, barn burners, hopefully. And it'd be great if NHL would schedule more division games. Uh, you, of the you three that we get. Yeah, you watch. You watch. Say say in two years, the Blackhawks and Blues uh, are both uh, you know up there in discussions with possibly winning the division and they play each other three times. I was like, what the fuck? Three times. It used to be eight a long time ago. It used to be eight. And that's I mean, why I, we hated them. So I'm just, much. I'm just, I'm just, let, let's do six. Just compromise. Let's go to six games. Three home, yeah. three away. Do we really have to, to play the senators twice a year? I, I, no, no, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> See, this is where I've always been torn on that, right, is that I was a Montreal fan, right? And the only way that I would get to see him is if they do this, you know, crazy cut out more division. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> I am on the ball. You haven't, on... haven't, uh, haven't ran point on the show uh, all summer. Right. <laughs> right. I nailed and... it right at 10 o'clock. And no producer Austin due to the mm-hmm. allegations. That's right. We don't need anybody. Sorry. Go but, ahead. But yeah, no, growing up, you know, it, it was like when early 90s when they decided that they were going to get away from playing every team home and away. Like that was always a thing in, in the 80s. Um, so I guarantee that I can get to go see Patrick Watt play right every year. And then in the early 90s, they got away from that. And then they went back to it. I'm like, oh, Little me is younger me is super happy about this, but uh, I don't know. It's it's fine at this point. Go back to more divisional games. Yeah, I mean, you're you're especially if you're going to have playoffs that are divisional playoffs. Yeah, right. I mean, that, yeah. if that's the way you're doing it. Then have more. We I've 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 been on this horse for years. You know, if you're going to have divisional playoffs, you need to have more divisional games because if divisional seeding is a, is a thing. Then you need to have more games against your division to have more accurate seating within the division. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I I understand the desire to you know so you know everyone in the league gets to see Connor Bedard or McDavid or Crosby Ovechkin. I get it. I get the desire, but honestly, I bet you you I would. I bet I bet most fans would rather see more division games against their rivals than to see Ovechkin come in once a season or, you know what I mean? I, 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 you can watch, I mean, yeah, he maybe won't play against your team if there's more division games. You can watch him all you want on TV. It's not like you can't see him. It's not like it's 1980 where you got to have this huge ass satellite in your backyard just to watch some games. You can watch him anytime you want. You don't, I mean, it's not against your team. Yeah, but but how great was having that huge satellite dish in the backyard? Right? Uh, you know, that was that was, was pretty. Sweet. I mean, I, yeah, uh, my cousin Jeff had one, and, yeah. and it was it was it was like it was like futuristic, man. I, was like, I can watch I can watch stations from Canada. Right? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he he recorded like several games uh, in French. The uh, the TSN, you yeah, know, Blues versus Nordiques, Blues versus Canadians, and uh, I. Uh, 
I hope I still have that VHS somewhere, but uh, I probably will never take the time to figure out if I do. I was over at his house to see two pretty epic games. It was Kings and Flames, where they removed the partition between the benches to get at each other during a fight. Yeah. And then also I was over at his house for the McSorley stick incident in the playoffs in the final. Montreal and the yeah. Kings. Yeah. yeah. 93. And that was, I believe, I'm not, that one may have been on ESPN, uh, but we watched a number of games on, on satellite there. That was, uh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I always loved it when he had the, uh, we, he'd pull out the uh, Canada cup tapes, mm-hmm. Steve Larmer, bloodying Tommy Soderstrom with that <laughs> slap shot that smashed the mask. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right. Um, on the, uh, I think I'm going to ready for a break here. We've got, uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about Tory Krug and his comments. Uh, he's finally talking about, uh, the issue during the off season, during the summer when he was asked to waive his no trade clause and uh, did not. And he talked to the media about that the other day. And on the other side of the break, we'll talk about that. Uh, you're listening to, uh, Kurt and Bill on let's go blues radio. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of 
of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the long-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Uh, Justin Scott in the YouTube chat says uh, he asked if uh, he wanted to hear our thoughts on his comments that he made on Hayes and Verona. And his comments on Hayes and Verona were Hayes and Verona managed the puck very well. Hayes was very good on the back check and not being lazy. Our defense was rough last year, but we know these guys aren't as bad as they showed last season. Um, I'm happy Hayes is on the team. I think he'll fit in. He uh, Hopefully he fits in very well, and I agree with you on on his uh, his back-checking responsibilities. I think Verona um, was a fantastic surprise. Um, very talented forward, and I'm looking forward to see what he can do in a full season. Uh, hopefully it wasn't like uh, just a, a bump in his stats because of a new team, new situation. Uh, hopefully uh, that maintains because uh, uh, production. I don't think this team is going to be in trouble as far as production goes. I think we're going to produce okay. I think I think offense, I think, is when we're going to be okay. There's plenty of offense up there to put up some goals. But I think the the obviously the elephant in the room is the defense and how the offense plays in the defensive zone. Though the the you know defense responsibilities, you know, you're, you're back checking and and like you mentioned, Justin, I agree with you. Um, Hayes being one of the guys, his back check will help. Uh, hopefully, Cairo being a year older and, and and understanding back checking a little more. Thomas too. Thomas is an innocent. Um, he had his moments last season where he was poor on the back check. Um, you know, and Shen being a, a a captain that you know different, probably a different leadership style than O'Reilly. More of a more of a probably rah rah guy, um, yeah. in your face guy. Um, more hard nosed, you know, uh, than than O'Reilly. So I think that might might inspire guys a different way on the ice, as far as work ethic may go. So, um, and yeah. and I agree that that the 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 a lot of this team and the defense included, I'm still on board that this defense can be good, or much better anyway. Than, than they showed last season. They just have to do it. They have to, it's, I, you know, Pareko is talented. Um, you know, uh, Krug is talented. Falk is talented. They just, they just didn't play well last season and the season before that. So, I mean, I may abandon ship 20, 30 games into the season if they're still playing that way and think just, you got to blow it up. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that they will be improved from last season, especially yeah. with Mike Weber's defensive coach. Yeah, I mean that's we've talked about it. You know, whenever we've talked about it through the summer, right? It's you know, if Weber can fix the problems on the D, um, then that's going to go all. That's that's going to be the biggest improvement to this team. The the D is the question mark. You know, absolutely, hundred percent the question mark. 
having a guy in Kevin Hayes, veteran guy, you know, who just, you know, not a good fit with, uh, um, uh, what's his name in Philly, um, Tortorella, you know, guy that's happy to have gotten out of hell um and a guy who's who's you know been a, a very good player throughout his career him showing this you know the the ability on the back check early on you know not to not to get too far ahead of ourselves but you know o'reilly kind of disappointed you know a perennial selkie guy you know he wasn't he wasn't the the kind of guy that that made an impact uh enough on this team last year defensively to, to, to fix those woes. And if, if Hayes plays like he does um, and, you know, maybe Shen can inspire people in different ways than O'Reilly in his stoicism and lead by example, kind of thing that he did. uh, There's, there's upside here. You know, I mean, remember last season uh, O'Reilly's offensive struggles, um, we're just, I don't know what the word is, uh, un, unheard of, unbelievable. He had, was it, it was late in the season and he had only had like nine assists or something. It was under 10, under double digits, under double digits and assists well into the season. And I was like, man, that is, that was, I mean, and didn't have a goal for the longest time. Um, yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, he fell off a cliff last season. I, I think the the whatever reason is David Perron didn't come back. That's true, like, and and that's one of my dark fears about this season is that Perron winds up in Nashville. If Nashville's pushing the ball for oh. <laughs> playoff time, to see him in Nashville is going to make me sick. Yeah, but O'Reilly was good before he was, you know, paired up with Perron but, in St. Louis. But once he got paired up with Perron, they were inseparable. I know, I and know. It's, it's hard, as you know, with a guy who develops chemistry, right? It is very hard to find chemistry with other players after that. It takes yeah. a while. Yeah, but, okay. I mean, I, I get it. Uh, but, I mean, O'Reilly was very productive before coming to St. Louis and before with Perron. So I, you would have thought that he'd be able to adjust and, and develop chemistry with somebody else. He did have chemistry with, uh, 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 oh, who was it? Um, shoot. <laughs> Forgot his name last season for the first, like, I don't know. He had some chemistry uh, with Josh Levo. Josh Levo, yes. Um, yeah, yeah they, that was a weird, a weird uh, pairing that worked. Yeah. But uh but yeah, but Both then that fell apart. That guys, though. Yeah, that lasted about you know? fifteen games, right? And then that right. fell apart. Right. And and Levo wasn't gonna get the get the minutes that no. uh, that O'Reilly <laughs> was gonna get. And that's the problem. You can't put him on the first line, second line, uh right. consistently. Right. And so. you don't want you don't want a you know uh Con Smythe winning you know, former Selkie winning guy pushed to the third line just because you got chemistry with somebody. And, uh, and and Justin Scott in the chat says, I'll never hate on Ryan Riley. The guy has high expectations for himself. Uh, and I, yeah, I get it. I, I'm not an O'Reilly hater by any means. I, I love Ryan O'Reilly. I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's, I mean, he had a rough year last year and just, you know, calling him to see him. Uh, 
<laughs> Speaking, yeah, on the subject of haters of Ryan O'Reilly, I don't think he has a lot of fans in in Toronto now. I, no. I saw somebody somebody said, yeah, he just wanted to go where you know uh, there was no pressure in country music. Like uh, that's they're they're you know really trying to dismiss that whole experiment. Maybe well, okay. Now to a veteran like O'Reilly who's won a cup and he's had a lot of success in the NHL. You would think that the pressures in Toronto would be less likely to affect him like it would some other players who maybe haven't won. You know, I mean, he's been there, done that. I mean, granted, I'm sure there's pressure, immense pressure, but he's a guy that has the resume. Is like, oh, you know, I mean, sure, there's pressure, but whatever. I, you think he'd be able to tune it out? Maybe not, but you think with what he's accomplished already, it wouldn't be he wouldn't have as much pressure on him as some other people, maybe. Um, so Troy Krug spoke about not waiving his no-trade clause uh, this last offseason. In late June, the Blues had asked Troy Krug to waive his no-trade clause for a deal that would have sent him to the Philadelphia Flyers. Krug spoke with reporters after practice on Tuesday. He said, I chose to stay here. I want to be a part of this room and love playing for this city. And wearing the blue note. So it's something I'm very excited about. Obviously, you don't like hearing things like that. I have kids. I have a family. And a lot of things to think about. But at the end of the day, I want to be here and wear the note. Crew said there were hard feelings at first. Uh, but after some conversations with Armstrong this summer, he's passed it and has moved on. Uh, Krug also said, I have a great relationship with Doug. I think very highly of him. And he's one of the reasons I chose to come to St. Louis with his winning history and his past. We've worked together to move on and move forward. I'm sure he expects me to be a professional, pull on my to pull on my end of the rope and be part of this room. If Krug had accepted a trade to the Flyers, it's possible they try and move him uh, at some point since they're rebuilding, right? So, and he'd move to move, he'd have to move his family again. Okay. So I, I I'm thinking that. You know, and that was this is an article written by Rutherford in the Athletic. Um, so bits and pieces of this uh, are from that, and I think you know, and that's something that people didn't really probably think about at all. That oh, he didn't waive his no trade clause, which he has every right to do. That's fine. It's a, he negotiated in his contract. Armstrong gave it to him. He wants to stay here. I I don't I, that doesn't bother me. But and I don't think fans think about that. Philadelphia is rebuilding. They're probably a few years away from having a good team at least, and there's probably a good chance they'd move him at some point again uh, at a deadline because if he has a good season for Philadelphia, I mean, in a few years, he's going to be, you know, older, <laughs> and he's he may not be part of their plans, so they, they'd probably move him again. Um, so I don't think people really thought about that because uh, he, and that's something he thought about. So, right. um, and, and I, I think that's just the thing in general fans don't think about is the family side of things, right? These are human beings with human considerations and, you know, uprooting your family and moving them. You know, I mean, we had, we had Mike McKenna on here a couple of years ago and, you know, just, he, he didn't move his family, you know, a whole lot, but he was the guy that was always on the moving away from the family. That's gotta be so super difficult. Right. And that's, it's, it's not something that, you know, you know, as we, you know, talk the hockeys, we didn't, we don't, you know, focus on that. 
all that much. And I think it's a very valid thing for Tori Krug to, to have said, no, I, I came here for a reason. I haven't mm-hmm. accomplished that. I don't want to put my family, you know, in a shitty situation. So let's get to work. And I think, and I think, uh, you know, I touched on it before, you know, with Sunquist um, and Shem wanting to be here. Um, Krug wants to be here for reasons he's listed. So I kind of wish, and I understand the the attitude a lot of fans have towards Krug because his play has not been what we wanted it to be or what it needs to be. You know, he's been hurt. Um, he's has not been as good as he needed to be, and he's making six and a half million per season, so he needs to be better. So I get I get the fans being critical of him for that. That's fair. Um, but on the other hand, you know, he, he wants to be here. Right. So it's like, there has to be, I'm thinking for me anyway, personally, you know, I appreciate a player who really wants to play for the team that I'm rooting for. You know, if you really want to be here, that makes a difference to me. You know, Perron, I, I really wanted Perron to be here. I get, I, you know, fans did, they love Perron. He wanted to stay. That's part of the reason why Prom was loved. You know, he wanted to stay here. Sunquist wants to be here, makes his home here. He wants to stay here. He's here. You know, uh, and I and I, I think that that hopefully Krug has a bounce back season. And I hope fans appreciate the fact that uh he also wanted to stay here. And hopefully this is one of these situations where, man, thank God that trade didn't happen. Because there's all kinds of there's all kinds of things, all kinds of trades in the past. Whereas, like, man, this trade almost happened. Good thing it didn't, because look what happened. So, and I think we, we wanted Hayes in that deal too. Anyway, it was, a, it was a package deal. I think Hayes was supposed to go back, um, but with, with somebody with another defenseman with their I forgot the defenseman's name for Philadelphia that was going to come back this way. Um, San Sandheim. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sandheim. Yeah. 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 So, but then we got the guy we wanted anyway, and Hayes. So, so there's that. But uh, yeah. JR's article, yeah, his his uh, article in the Athletic mentioned that if Krug wants to be part of the solution, then he must be part of the solution. So, uh, and he wasn't last season. That's why the Blues wanted to include him in a trade that would have brought Philadelphia defenseman, yeah, Sanheim to St. Louis. Um, they, they wanted to move the final four years of Krug's contract, six point five million average annual value for a player in Sanheim who is just beginning an eight-year, fifty million dollar deal, which is six point two five million per with the Flyers this season. Imagine, I mean, it's weird because, you know, they just signed him to an eight-year contract and then he was on the table to be traded. <laughs> it's, it's I, 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 in the past, just a few years ago, I'd be like, man, that guy just signed a six-year deal or an eight-year deal. He's not getting picked up by anybody. It's too much money for a team to take on. Here we go. I mean, but Krug was 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 going to be moved for Sanheim and it's a, you know, whatever. It's, it seems like a... It seems like a crazy, it's a weird place to be in a GM to sign a guy for eight years and then turn around and want to trade him right away. It's kind of strange, but, you know, whatever you think makes your team better, I guess. Uh, injuries have been an issue for Krug. He played in uh, 178 of 220 regular season games uh, as a blue and seven of 16 playoff games. He did suffer a foot injury before Christmas last year and is currently rehabbing another foot injury he suffered during offseason training and he hopes to get back in the full practices soon and play in a couple of preseason games before the season starts. Krug 
really, really, really needed to come into camp healthy, right? I mean, and ready to go. And I think, you know, the the hope for Krug to be healthy this season and to have a bounce back season uh, took a hit with his injury <laughs> before training camp because it's like, oh man, again, because that's just like, I mean, you 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 waive the trade, you 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 uh, you don't waive your no trade clause, so you nix the trade, and then you get hurt in training, and that's just like, he's really got to overcome an awful lot to win back a lot of Blues fans. Because Blues fans are down on him a lot this offseason. Because they wanted him traded. And he was on the block to be traded, and he nixed it. And then he gets hurt, and now he's missing time in training camp. It's just he can't win for losing. So, I mean, God, I want, for, I, I want him to better himself so bad. I want him to succeed so bad. So I think he can be that player we need him to be. He's just got to get there. And it's just, oh, I feel so bad for him. Um, so what, okay. So Krug was asked what he'd do if the trade talks came up again. And if he'd use his no trade clause, if he'd, if he'd use his no trade clause again, he mentioned, uh, wanting to win hockey games and that he thinks a lot about losing in two Stanley cup finals. He wants to do what's best for his career. And he feels that staying in St. Louis and winning hockey games, uh, that's what's best for his career. He feels, but so, my question is, what if they aren't winning this season, the Blues? And what if there are no playoffs for the Blues? And what if a trade comes up? You know, and say say he's playing well this season. Say he has a nice season, rebounds nicely. And what if a trade comes up at the deadline? So if the Blues aren't in the playoffs and he's playing well and there's a trade on the table to send him to a contender where he had a shot at a cup, then would he waive his no trade clause? Because obviously waving it to go to Philly – they're not winning a cup anytime soon. So if a trade comes along to send him to a contender that might win a cup, I wonder if he would waive his no trade clause then if the, if the Blues aren't in the playoff hunt come uh, the trade deadline. That would be interesting to me because you would yeah. think that Armstrong would trade him in a second again, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and at that point it's a, you know, it's a different story, you know, with him starting on, on you know, on the IR this year. Um, again, assuming Prunovich doesn't break his wrist in tomorrow night's game, Prunovich is going to get a, get a great chance to fill in the role that Tory Krug, you know, has been slotted to play for this team. Right. And, and if he performs very well and, you know, makes Krug that more expendable, then maybe he moves, but you know, the with comments that were made and you know with with him being a professional um you know i i i want to see tory krug here i want to see him successful but yeah I, that there's that chance that uh you know the 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 window could be open for for an opportunity for him to exit later this year uh and uh, prunovich is scheduled to be in the lineup tomorrow <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, uh, and justin scott says in the youtube chat curbs and joey said it last night they feel it's impossible to have as bad of a season as they had again on the defensive side um i don't know about impossible because it's not the worst defense i've ever seen but it was pretty bad right. uh but but Still i have the same guys you have the same guys except for maybe prunovich right 
is going to play. Hopefully, and, and his he doesn't excel on the defensive side of the ball. No, no. But if you got, but you know, the best defense is a good offense too. So maybe right. you know, puck possession would play uh, come into play a little bit there. Um, I, how many I agree. Games do you think he's gonna? How many games do you think Berube's gonna have seven defensemen, and he's just gonna run power play? Oh man, I. Well, if he's a, if he can if he's a liability defensively, I guess until he gets his defensive game, you know, to where it needs to be, I understand it. But that's gonna just that's not a good position to be in. You don't want to roll eleven forwards, right? So I mean, if you don't have to, uh, I, 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 they may very well start the season. It would not shock me at all to see the blues roll seven defensemen to start the season. And if that's the case, again, it's, it's like not having a captain to start the season. It's just a failure on management's part to put together the team that's needed to start the season. You know, seven defensemen tells me, well, something's not right on this roster and it wasn't addressed in the off season properly it, to start the season, it, 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 you know, barring, you know, injury issues and stuff like that. Uh, but I agree. I agree with what Kerber and uh, Vitali said. I guess uh, about the Blues not having as bad a season this year as last. I I would I would I'd bet money they were they'll be better. But how much better? I don't know. I mean, it, it, they were pretty bad last year. I, and I and I will I will die on the hill that this this defense has a lot more talent than what they've shown. So if that can ever just come together and gel as a, an entire defensive unit. Uh, that actually plays well together, then uh, then 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 we're talking, um, and hopefully Mike Weber is part of that solution. You know, a, a new a new voice, a new a new leader on defense uh, as far as uh, strategy and, and schemes go. That that can make a big difference. So, you know, I mean, we we called for this all last season. You know, fire Van Ryan, get somebody else in there, get a new voice, get a new direction, get new. Whatever you know, yeah. I mean, you you can't you because you couldn't move most of the defense uh, that you needed to move because you know they were they had no trade clauses. You couldn't do anything with them. So the only thing you could do was was fire Van Ryn, and they finally did in the off season. So so we'll see. I mean, and if and if Weber is, is helps with that, and the and the defense is better, fantastic, great. Let's let's go. Um, let's see. Other comments we got in YouTube chat. Uh, Matt Harris says, "Y'all see Allmark's new pads? Is it the ones with the uh, with the notes, the wings uh, at the bottom?" That's that's uh, that was that was Jarenko. That was Renko. Okay, yeah, Allmark's Boston. Let me. Oh, right, right, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking. Uh, Bully gear yeah, nerds gotta have them. Yeah. Hold on. I I read. Uh, uh, Red Allmark, and I was thinking Zarenko. <laughs> uh, Tristan Jari has a Tom and Jerry race car theme. Nah, I don't like that. Um, you don't like that? The, the Tristan Jari one, no. Uh, that's oh. not good. Um, let me see where. I got to see it first. Go. All right, here we go. Uh, let's just, yeah, that's the pads. Uh, da, 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 da. Ooh, who's got a Game of Thrones? Uh, Justin Scott agrees. Firing Van Ryn was the was one hundred percent the way to go, and I think we were on board with that. What thirty 
games in the last season. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And it was just like a nonstop. It's like, what are you doing? Why is he still here? Just listen to us sooner. Like right. retiring Pronger's number. Just 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 listen to the show and we get this stuff right. Just it just takes a while for the team to catch up to where we are. And 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 if you like what you hear, then you know, hire us as consultants. Yeah. <laughs> this team looked a lot different. I don't know if it'd be for the better, but it looked a lot different. <laughs> um, all right. So have it would be uh, yellow numbers once again. What's that? Oh yeah, right. Yellow numbers. Once yeah, I I tweeted out earlier tonight. uh, Bring back the yellow numbers. My God, I didn't like the white numbers. I'm okay. The white numbers on the back. I'm like okay, all right. Change of pace. It was okay for a little bit, but I'm like, no, I'm tired of this. Bring back the yellow, yellow, yellow letters all the way. Numbers. Um, hey Bill, have you ever had Steve's hot dogs? Um, I, unfortunately I have not, I haven't either. Uh, every time I see an ad online or something or a post from them or whatever, um, I'm like, man, I got to have one of those hot dogs. They like one, you know, they're the official hot dog of St. Louis. Right. They won, they won like, they were like up for the uh, best hot dog in the world. Do you see that? Um, some kind of worldwide or poll. I don't know how you, how they even know that. <laughs> like anyone can even know that Napoleon. Um, <laughs> second Napoleon Dynamite reference right. in this shoe. And, and <laughs> you, you got on such a roll, I couldn't even say, Tina, get some ham. <laughs> Tina, come get some ham. <laughs> you fat lard. Can you? I, <laughs> that movie was so quotable when it came out. Yeah. And I felt bad for all the girls named Tina at the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like I feel bad for all the Karens. Nowadays, no, I still every time I hear Tina, that's exactly you what I think. to your fat lord. <laughs> um, so Steve Ewing, uh, frontman of the band The Urge, uh, also co owns Steve's Hot Dogs, which is officially the official hot dog of St. Louis, which I mentioned. Um, how does one get that title, official hot dog of St. Louis? You got to like pay somebody, some alderman. I don't know. Um, how do we become the official podcast of St. Louis? Who we got? To, who we got? Who we got to talk to? Uh, yeah. So anyway, and now he has his uh, hot dog shop, uh, which is uh, Steve's Hot Dogs, inside Enterprise Center and City Park. Steve Ewing said, "I'm a lifelong blues fan. Getting to have a hand in writing the blues goal song was a bucket list experience, and now having our restaurant expand into Enterprise Center is truly a dream come true." Uh, said Steve, their menu will consist of their traditional St. Louis-style hot dog, the Gorilla Mac and Cheese dog, the Very Veggie dog, which is vegan, and a plain hot dog. They will also offer mac and cheese bowls to warm up folks sitting near the ice. The Blue Note dog, which will be only available at Blues Games, which I went to the website earlier tonight, and I saw that today's special at Steve's Hot Dogs was the Blue Note dog. So it might not be as exclusive uh, at uh, blues games uh, as they may want you to believe but they may just uh, be perfecting it right true that's true um it's a the blue note dog is a smoked all beef hot dog topped with creamy mac and cheese st louis style wing sauce and blue cheese on a french bun that sounds great except for the blue cheese i don't not a fan of the stinky cheese 
Uh, you you a blue cheese fan? I am. Big you are time. okay. All Big right. Time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I either love it or you hate it. Right. There's no, not much middle ground. Blue cheese. Yeah. It's it's my it's my go to. Um, anytime there's uh, buffalo sauce involved. Okay. But, but I I I also enjoy it in other scenarios. But yeah. Okay. All right. I, you know, when I was a waiter at Dokes Lodge, um, all the old folks, they uh, loved their blue cheese dressing mm-hmm. on their salads. The blue cheese, the creamy blue cheese. And there were a number of folks that loved the creamy blue cheese and then they want the dry Roquefort, the dry blue cheese sprinkled on top. On top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, they, would, they would request that all the time. So I just, you know, made their custom made their salads for them. And you go back and they got the, all the, Dressing all of the lips because they're old and they don't. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> there was a lady who used to come in there and she had she wore just a ton of makeup, ton of lipstick, and and she put that lipstick on so thick that it was like crumbly on her lips. And I'm like, you have a husband. Your husband's sitting right there. Why is he not? Tell your wife she's got a desert on her face. I don't know. Uh, you know, I remember Steve's hot dogs a few years ago. Uh, they announced he was closing his doors. Remember that? Yeah. They said they said he, they said that he's closed. He, he, the the uh, one of the bridges that was shut down was a Martin Luther King Bridge. Uh, the construction uh, hurt his business, and then when they finished construction, that business never came back. Um, and I guess coming out of the pandemic too, it was just not good, and he closed. And, and they said and there was an article in St. Louis Magazine that said, uh, you know, that, you know, he's hanging up his tongs and going back to, uh, you know, doing more band stuff. But uh, apparently he's doing fine now, reopened. And uh, yeah. he's got a, yeah, the, his his shop in the hill, at the hill and uh, Tower Grove East closed. But now he's got a shop uh, in Enterprise Center, City Park, and I think one or two others. So, yeah, yeah I it it's uh it was a tough call for me the uh the one city game i got to this year but uh i i had to go uh with uh balkan tree box um that that's amazing but yeah next time i'm back in the building i'm definitely getting steve's you know i was at city park for the bronze boot game between siue and slu and uh SAUE beat slu for the first time in like 40 years Wow! Uh, to win the bronze boot, and and uh, so and they won, beat him two nothing. Slew was ranked like fifteenth in the country, and uh, so he beat him, knocked him out of the top twenty-five. Uh, and SIUE is darn close to cracking the top twenty-five, I think. So they have a really good team. That's awesome. Uh, but that was that was a great game. But you know, it, but speaking of food, they didn't have the regular shops open, the the the, the food vending open there. Yeah, they had like just the carts and stuff. Because I guess the crowd, you know, it was a, it was a college game. Expected to be smaller and, yeah. and less wealthy. Right. Yeah, probably. And it was it was like the place was not even half full. Uh, they didn't open up most of it. But it was there was a good crowd there for it, though. I think it was the biggest crowd SLU has played in front of ever, I think. There was like 10,000 people there. So over half full, I guess it was. 9,000 people there, something like that. Um. Yeah, so anyway, good for Steve's hot dogs. I think next time, if I think about it, next time I'm in St. Louis, I'm going to stop by and get a hot dog. Just, I, I mean, I'm, 
the thing is with, with me and hot dogs, like because his hot dogs have a lot of stuff on them. I'm not a lot of stuff on a hot dog guy. I'm like mustard, chili, right? That's 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 about as far as I go is with my hot dogs, chili. I don't do a ton of stuff. I don't like the Chicago dog with those 14 things on my hot dog. I just don't do it. Um, but uh, I could do mac and cheese. I could do mustard. I could do some other stuff. On a hot, yeah. on a hot dog. I, I got you know, to custom make it, though. There's none of this blue cheese stuff. You know, when I was a kid, the idea of uh, sauerkraut just in general disgusted me. <laughs> yeah. And this year... Um, I, I found, um, there's, there's a brand that makes different flavors of sauerkraut and there's a whiskey bur or a whiskey dill sauerkraut that you can get at fresh time and, uh, pair that with a dill mustard on a hot dog. And it's, it's amazing. Like I, for, for a guy, you know, on the wrong side of 45, I eat more hot dogs than I should, but that's the main reason why. Do you uh you are, are you a ketchup on a hot dog guy? I'm not not when I was younger I was, but there uh, there are people getting knocked down, drag out fights over ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like an abomination, like pineapple on a pizza. Uh, and if if we ever have Steve Ewing on the show, which we'll try to do, uh, I'm going to ask him if he puts ketchup on his hot dog <laughs> ever. Uh, Matt Harris says, I believe that they had posted that the Blue Note dog was the special for all the locations in honor of the new stall opening enterprise. Okay, that that uh, that's that makes sense. But on the Blues website, they did say available exclusively at the one enterprise. So that's not really true. Whoever wrote that article? Chris Pinkert? Hmm. Maybe it's you. Looking at you, Chris. Uh, next up for the Blues, Thursday night. That's... Uh, Tomorrow for you folks listening live right now and tonight for you listening on the podcast tomorrow or Thursday or today. If you're listening tomorrow, it's today. <laughs> or yesterday uh, if you're listening on Friday. What the right. Or if you're listening last week. Wait a second. Uh, the puck, uh, Thursday night at the Chicago Bedards. The puck drops at 7.30 p.m. with the game available to subscribers on ESPN+. Plus. Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale will also have the call on 101 ESPN and the Blues app. Thursday, uh, Thursday's lineup in Chicago is, is expected to include Bushnevich, Neighbors, Thomas, Pareko, and more. The uh, actual game day lineup is Alexandrov, Bolduke, Bushnevich, Dean, Gaudette, Holscher, McGing, McEachern, uh, and McEachern's still around. Uh, he came back. Yeah, I know. I know. I, well, I mean, what I mean is, he's just he's still right. here. Right. No, I was I was shocked to see him playing for Carolina yeah. on a line with Paul Stastny in the finals <laughs> or in the, uh, uh, the Eastern Vitals. I'm like, uh, can we just like just wash our hands of McEachern? I don't know. I've I've never bring back Chris Porter. Yes, yes. The guy always scored big goals against Detroit. Uh, neighbors: Richie, Thomas, Walker. And on defense, we got uh, Duzak, Pareko, Prunovich, Kelly Rosen, Skinner, and Tucker. So, uh, Tucker or Rosen, Bill, uh, which camp are you in? Because both of them aren't making the uh, opening day lineup. Uh, seven defensemen system with Kruger and IR both are. <laughs> okay. All right. um, if everyone's I, healthy, they're not. God, I, you know, Kelly Rosen really showed something last year. Um, you know, I, I think you have to, I, 
I think it'll be good to see both of them in a seven defenseman system to see what Rosen, you know, like, you know, is he going to be the same player he was last year? Or is it just kind of a flash in the pan? Otherwise you got to give it to the young guy, get him more experience. Yeah. I think as long as Rosen plays like he did last season, you got to play him. Um, Tucker. I'm all about seeing what Tucker's got, but not at the expense of playing Rosen right now. Anyway, you know, if somebody gets hurt, yeah, play Tucker. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not so people are like loving Tucker. Uh, a lot of fans are, and I'm not there yet. Um, I think it's because he's just big and tough and fights. Uh, that's I think that's all some fans need. Which you know, whatever. But um, yeah, Rosen does a lot more for me. So I'm uh, I'm a, I'm a Rosen guy right now. So we'll see if that changes. And goalies a. Uh, Hofer and uh, Cranley are in that. No, Bennington mm. has not played yet in the preseason. That's fine. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? You you mentioned Humagang's going to be in there. Yeah. Can you imagine if Humagang ended Connor Bedard's season with a <laughs> oh, weird, wow. weird even you know accidental yep. collision at center ice? You know what? Um, the Hawks did. Ruin Prunovich's season last season, right? That's right. So, that's right. hey, eye for an eye, right? It's karma. That's the karma. same. Prunovich for Bedard, sure, that's the same. Yeah, <laughs> Prunovich. It was yeah. Uh, Prunovich is the reason we didn't uh, make the playoffs and go on a run. Can you imagine the the level of hysteria if Bedard were to go down with a seasoning injury? Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you imagine the pearl clutching by Darren Pang? Oh, oh and you get you, this. This all could happen. Tune in tomorrow night, folks. <laughs> it's going to be a Donnybrook. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Goaltender Corey Schneider has retired for 13 seasons. Uh, I remember it, man. He was the shit for a couple seasons there, a few seasons. He was like yeah. the guy to have, right? The backup. Yeah, uh, but like coming out of uh, uh, Vancouver. Yeah, but he was also the reason why the long road didn't stay in Vancouver and probably should have. But you know, yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, no, I mean he he had a had a great career, uh, college career at Boston. Uh, we used Boston College, um, and uh, yeah, it just you know such a highly touted guy coming up. Um, and had some great early years in, in uh, Boston, but hip injuries, I think, took a toll. Uh, Crosby thinks McDavid can eclipse 170 points this season. Um, we have like 150 last season, 152, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's only 18 points more, so I guess it's not out of the question, but, man, I, I, it, it's fun to see offense in the NHL. Um there were what half a dozen hundred point getters last season, something like that. So, and that was the that, that's. I mean, for a while, for a long while, nobody even touched a hundred points, and all of a sudden, it's like come out of the woodwork. So that's fun to see. Uh, the first woman full time AHL coach behind the Kraken bench uh, for a preseason game. Uh, Jessica Campbell joined a growing group of women to coach an NHL game. When she was behind the uh, the bench for the Seattle Kraken's preseason game against the Calgary Flames at Climate Pledge, Pledge Arena on Monday, the 31 year old followed uh, Corey Chevery, 
uh, in reaching the milestone. Chevrolet head coach of the uh, new professional women's hockey league franchise in Montreal was a guest coach for the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday. And if you've seen a picture of her, the one that they have on NHL.com, see if I can bring it up here. I'm looking at the outline right now. Yeah, let me share it for our YouTubers. Yeah, I will. I will share it. Let's see. Let's pull it up here. Share screen. There it is. Nope, nope, not that one. That one. There we go. So <laughs> she she looks like a no nonsense hard ass bitch. <laughs> Which you yeah, I mean, you have to be right. I mean, if you're a female coach in a in a men's league, I mean, especially at this high level, you've you've got to command respect. You know, you don't. I mean. <sighs> I was going to try and tie Babcock into this somehow. Like she's got to be Babcock like, but not be Babcock. You know what I mean? Just to, just to, you know, but she, I mean the, the picture that you see, um, maybe she's not this way at all, but she, she looks like she's getting ready to rip somebody's head off yeah. on the bench. So that's, uh, you know, good for her. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how, how far this is going to go. How, how many women are going to be uh, over time. Uh, assistant coaches behind uh, uh, the bench in the NHL. Not, That'll you, be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's you're you're starting to see you know more and more uh, women in in various roles in, in in all the major professional sports league, right? Um, coach and coach for the 49ers was kind of the you know the the first one a couple years ago and um you know officiating you know that we're starting to see more and more there so yeah it's uh, i'm all for it bring it on matt harris says good for her queen shit <laughs> queen shit i assume it means uh, i assume he means uh, that that's queen shit yes I don't, uh, in, a, in a good way right matt <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, um, that about. I think I've got. Does that wrap up all the topics? That does. Any other uh, interesting uh, comments here in the YouTube chats? Uh, Justin Scott says you cannot hit Bedard, otherwise you get fined. Is that the Gretzky rule? You know what? Uh, that'll be interesting too to see how how much he's protected by the officials and by his team. Um. Let's see. If there's a McSorley on that team to protect Bedard. Uh, see, Rosen, Justin Scott says, Rosen is underrated, to be honest. He plays quick and simple. I agree completely. Um, he was arguably our best defenseman last season. You might not think that means much on a team that was very poor defensively overall, but he was actually pretty good, I thought. So, uh, let's see what else we got. Anything else? That's about it. Yeah, Matt Harris says queen shit in a positive and supportive way. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I picked up what you put down, Matt. Um, all right. Anything else, Bill? We'll wrap it up. No, uh, other than um, you know, we expect Ponder to be out a few more weeks due to uh, additional allegations since he is in oh. Vegas. You want me to play that? Do I have it up still? Oh, tell me you still have it. Did I? I did. I didn't. Let's see. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Uh, Let's see. Hold we, on. We we have to end with this, right? Yeah. Hold on. It'll take a second. I'm gonna pull it up again. I don't know why I closed it. 
problem with these stupid little shorts is you can't, it's hard to like pause the video. You gotta, okay, here we go. Let's see, share that screen. Norm MacDonald. All right, so yeah, so these, uh, uh, Norm MacDonald's actually breaking this news, right? About Jeff Ponder? Yes, he is. And the, the extended allegations, I guess, if you will. Yes. So here we go. They have a motto in Vegas. They got their own slogan for the city. It says, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, which is not true. You know, you can't kill a guy and then just leave. You know? So I thought, well, what does it mean anyways? You know, and I ruminated about it. Days and days and nights, sleepless weeks became sleepless more weeks. And finally, it occurred to me. It was so simple. It was right in front of my face the entire time. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. All it really means is you can go to Vegas, you can have sex with a prostitute, and she will not tell your wife. They're very discreet. Not like these gossipy small town whores back where you live. These fucking blabbermouths down at the beauty parlor with that pale blue thing over their head, whatever the fuck that is. Going, you're Marge Majerison, John Neal's wife? Well, by God, I took a shit on him last night. Nice fella. Nice fella. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah, Ponder is, uh, is uh, in Vegas vacationing during the uh, allegations, so... Yes. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, that's not really true. Now we know. Now we know exactly what happens. <clears throat> Sorry, the audio was low there. I that was that was, 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 was a soft clip. Yeah, I, I had it up as high as it would go. Right, last minute edition. So, yeah, for your podcast folks, it should be it'll it'll be bumped up in in post. Uh, and that's about it. Um, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com and get 10% off. That's 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife.com, rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokers Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Centerized Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 21 of season 12 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for Bill Day and the allegations-ridden Jeff Ponder and Austin Lynch. I am Craig Price. Until next time, everyone, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. And Chinese Kings. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. 